Hello and welcome to Need for Speech. So I'm finally back after a year-long hiatus, and you'll soon find out the reasons why. Now my guest today is actually a special one. Uh, it's my therapist, and uh, so hello, Shruti. Welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself. Hello, thanks, Tanay. I'm Shruti Sugwekar. I have a healing studio called as Solace near uh, the Lime Theatre. I've been in this line for the last twelve plus years now. I am a hypnotherapist. I am a past life regression therapist. I am a behavioral trainer, an emotional intelligence practitioner, and an NLP master practitioner. Can you just <laughs> state this in English? Simple English. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm. I am going to come to that. Okay. So I am a hypnotherapist, and uh, so I use hypnosis for therapy work. So as and when I think I'll explain later what therapy is all about. and i'm a neurolinguistic programming practitioner so neurolinguistic uh, practitioner is where uh, the neural pathways of a particular person so this is talking about habits so basically you have a particular habit let's say uh, when you are a child your parents are telling you to brush your teeth n number of times uh, but at some point in time uh, you become you get habitual to it you know but uh, when you are a child you don't want to do it yeah. so what happens during the years is it becomes your neuro pathway So this is just one example of uh, you know NLP. Then I have done my uh, emotional intelligence practitioner, so EI, which is uh, absolutely required for any human being. I feel because EQ is something which is uh, very highly acknowledged in uh, today's day of so many different emotional up and downs. And uh, I'm a behavioral trainer and uh, facilitator, so I do my trainings in uh, corporates and uh, I also do them in educational institutions. So my journey actually started since 2008, and uh, I have uh, been there, done that, so many different experiences, so many different people I have met in all these years. That there are lots of experiences. So um, I think we can uh, keep on talking. So yeah. I think what you can do is uh, you can ask me what you need to know, and then we can uh, go on and so on and so forth. Yeah. So we are living in unprecedented times. Yeah. Humanity is facing a pandemic, and mm-hmm. uh, people are dying like that's yes. the that's the reality of it and yeah. people have lost jobs people have lost Absolutely. homes and mm. they are worrying about their family members catching mm. covid and pune is the number one hotspot in the world currently as of today unfortunately yes so unfortunately i know yeah yeah all of this is bound to have an effect on uh, people's mental health yeah so i'm just going to quote some statistics from here as of 2016 mm-hmm. according to the indian I forgot the name of the government agency. Hundred and fifty million people need therapy. Currently, we have nine thousand psychiatrists for mm-hmm. the entire country. Going by this figure, India has zero point seven five psychiatrists for one lakh people. Wow, so that's quite so. It's, yeah. it's like seven and a half psychiatrists <laughs> for ten yeah. lakh people, Correct. which yeah. is literally crazy numbers. Like we need yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, So India has the highest suicide rates in South Asia with 16 and a half suicides for 1 lakh people. Yeah. Yeah. The Center for Disease Control, uh, the US agency, uh, just said that 1 in 4 American adults have contemplated suicide mm-hmm. since the pandemic started. So all of these things are quite alarming uh, and all yeah. of this data is before covid struck us. So it's yeah. not updated data this this data out as sure. of 2016 and 2017 so yeah. my question or just is like what do you think is happening here and what do you think should happen here like uh, to be very honest the first thing is people need to stop 
fearing uh, going to a counselor, a therapist, or a psychiatrist, whatever the need be. There are different levels that a person requires to go to. I mean, the uh, professional that a person needs to go to at different stages of life. Unfortunately, there is very less mental uh, illness awareness in India. Is what I can see, or you know, whatever the statistics say. And people have, uh, you know, kind of named it kind of uh, a taboo, to be very honest. And it's, that it's is something, yeah, it's it's literally like, you know, they say, are you mental? I mean, why would you go? Hmm. And uh, it is as equivalent to, you know, creating like, you know, the untouchable kind of a feeling, you know, yeah. oh, okay, he's he's gone, he's lost it, you know, you know, he, you don't... Uh, interact with him or you don't talk to him much because he doesn't know what he's saying or yeah. whatever you know and that is so funny because when that is happening and you see something happening so today in india we talk about religion we talk about family system we talk about the such a huge population that we have actually we should be the ones who are holding each other's hands and going into it together yeah. but unfortunately we are isolating those people who are not in that good state of mind and particularly when certain issues the personal issues professional issues so many things happen in your daily life but every single time you need someone to talk to so i think that is something which uh, people are you know people are very reluctant to go to like uh, reluctant to go to i mean i'll not say directly go to a psychiatrist because that requires a medical uh, yeah. condition for that person but even before that there is a counselor there is a therapist you know there is it's not a situation where you need to go to a friend if the friend is ready to listen to you uh, the listening part is more important because yeah. uh, that is where the venting out happens and uh, not being judgmental you know which <laughs> does not happen in friends and family yeah. That's where the professional help comes in. And that is where the counselor's role is much more pivotal in bringing out, you know, what exactly is the issue. Because counselors generally need to understand, counselors generally understand what is the person's issue yeah. without even the words coming out of the person's mouth. Yeah, so uh, I think you kind of answered my next question right there. I was just <laughs> going to ask you, yeah. what is the role of a therapist and uh, more than that, like what is the need for a therapist and what is the need for people to go to therapy? I'm talking about uh, not people who are have uh, severe mental illness, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but even some people who Just are overstressed, yeah, yeah, who are like true. overstressed and mm -hmm. overburdened. And, like. uh, so to actually answer your question uh, categorically, it happens that many lifestyle issues, you know, many lifestyle issues, personality issues, interpersonal issues, uh, stress-related issues, all these issues which are the daily routine, you know, day in, day out kind of uh, situations, those uh, can be solved um, with a counsellor, you know, because the counsellor is the one who is does the listening. The listening work is done from a very different perspective, I will say, because the counsellor does not judge you. The counsellor mm. just listens to the story. It may not be the story. It is not as if you want to produce a movie out of that. But yeah. the point <laughs> is that, uh, you know, reading between the lines or understanding that when a, a person who has gone to, so I'll call it as a client, since we are yeah. talking about professional services, uh, the client comes to a counselor. Let's say a client comes to me and, uh, you know, he or she wants to talk about so many things. And I can see that that person needs to just, you know, let it out, literally puke it out. And uh, so I let the person talk the way the person is actually venting out because it's it just needs to go out of the system. 
because the more it remains in the system it boils up and uh, then the actual uh, critical questions come out so when everything is done so it's like you know the dam uh, the one of the doors is open and uh, all the water is uh, you know no, gone down and then there is uh, there is absolute silence there so it happens something like that so it may happen in one session it may happen in two sessions these are the areas where the uh, you know not so uh, heavy kind of work happens wherein daily routine uh, yeah. you know so, lifestyle issues so uh, i think the hardest step for people is accepting <coughs> that they need help not even accepting it's that accepting that uh, they are overstressed or they are overburdened yes and they need to accept that you they kind of need to go to a professional Correct. counselor yes i think that's the uh, main stigma in society that we are facing currently yes. people aren't really acknowledging that they need help and it is somewhere i will be uh, very blunt in saying that it becomes an ego issue people say that oh no no i don't need any help you know but in fact the person who is not able to deal with his or her own life is the one who needs help but uh, it becomes an issue with ego many living times living in denial and yeah living in denial and no no i don't need it why would i need it my life is going fi- fun you know fine i'm earning money my responsibilities are done my duties are done but then the question is are you enjoying doing yeah. whatever you are doing you know that's that's the main thing so this is where the counselor role comes in when you go into deeper issues the deeper issues can be about fear uh fear converted into phobias because that becomes very so let's say claustrophobia when in people have issues where in a closed environment or uh, there is social phobia as well i mean people are not able to perform uh, when they are in in a, in midst of a chaotic situation and uh, so any of these or any of the trauma kind of a thing a person has gone through some kind of a trauma mental physical whatever and then societal tendencies so all these things are uh, going into deeper level unfortunately here uh, you need to go from counseling to a different uh, phase where therapy is required and therapy has uh, therapy is something which is at different level so it is psychological uh, level uh, it works on the subconscious so i am uh, i do hypnotherapy which works on your subconscious i also do chakra healing i also do cognitive work uh, through my nlp and i do intuitive healing which is something which has come with my experience for the last 12 plus years where uh, once the you know story comes out you know i am able to gauge and understand where the person is coming from and what can be you know so whether counseling itself yeah. will be enough for the client or do i need to do therapy with yeah. him but majority 95% of the people need therapy that's that's where it yeah, comes so uh, you just said that people are in denial like i am not like nothing wrong has happened to me i'm perfectly okay and all of that which is kind of like people are not ready to be vulnerable yeah. and uh, i think that is one of the biggest lessons that people can take out of this i'm actually uh, i haven't told the past one year i've been on hiatus and yeah. here's why in mid 2016 i was diagnosed with having a low vitamin b12 and d levels about 10% of what is considered normal the side effects of this included memory loss and anxiety which led to other mental illnesses over time and over the years i tried various doctors and various psychiatrists some of which some of whom gave me medications as well but uh, i was like life was stuck stuck in limbo and uh, i was getting anxiety attacks and like, i was just swinging on both sides of the spectrum yeah and uh, what eventually happened is 
as of november last year or like december this year last year is that i started getting uh, suicidal tendencies that is when i was like okay this is something that needs to be addressed like yeah. very very particularly so True. i went into 2020 mm. with the complete certainty that i am not going to make it into 2021 mm. this was back in january 2020 and mm. uh, that's a strong it, one yeah and it's a very strong thought i have been uh, told that i'm brave for like sharing this with uh, friends or whatever but i feel like if i'm doing a podcast on mental health and i've taken a year long gap i think i should start with with myself and just like i hope people understand that me being vulnerable is uh, it's it's a good thing and like they can take something out of this if i can be publicly vulnerable then you can at least surely be vulnerable to your family absolutely you can like help you out and it it took me a long stage of therapy and uh, medication and stuff to yeah. get me your end the the path of recovery isn't very straightforward it isn't overnight it's a journey and i think uh, i've been st- i've started the uh, actual therapy in february of 2020 and back then we didn't know what covid was nothing and absolutely then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, so i was just continuing with my therapy and then covid struck which again had an impact on all of our collective mental health because nobody knew like what to do yeah, like it true. was a deer uh, in the headlights kind of a moment mm-hmm. and it did affect me as well but thankfully 2020 has been a year year of healing for me like yes i really like how 2020 is going mm. and like while most there are many people <laughs> who are going to comment on this statement yeah. of yours yeah and uh, 2020 has been a pretty shitty year for like humanity yeah. in general like yeah it's like people are dying that's and we don't have a vaccine yet but anyway it has been a year of healing for me and uh, so i'm incredibly grateful to you as well as my other psychiatrist for like Thank you. helping me out and that i just wanted to let that out and uh, make it public yeah i know it's tane i should congratulate you here because this is a big thing you know a big thing in the sense you need guts to literally uh you know go on camera or on podcast or wherever and publicly admit that there was a problem that you were facing but i think uh, you exactly did what i say in my trainings that if you can convert uh, the word problem into a challenge and it becomes a challenging situation how are you going to deal with it so it's not about finding solution it is about dealing with the challenge and mm-hmm. i think i mean you have come out i mean you have been with me since what uh, june, june? Yeah. yeah so june first week uh, i see you and today i see you i mean i don't even have to i think your friends will yeah. be the best judges they will know that what is the amazing you know breakthroughs that you have got and the shifts that you have come through so i would also before you go on with uh, what you are going to say i will definitely want to uh, you know let the audience know that it is also upon the client see there is a bonding or there is a a different uh, feeling that the person needs to have when the person knows that there is a problem with him or her the surrender basically saying that okay i have a problem right or i have a challenging situation i'm not able to deal with myself uh, and it is creating problems for That's- me so so the admitting part you know that, saying that's just being yeah. vulnerable to yourself and yeah. this is the step that i learned from the guest of my previous podcast is almost a year now yeah. and uh, 
I learned it from I learned from Sheena about how you can be first correct be vulnerable to yourself accept Absolutely. that you have flaws accept yeah. that you need help acceptance and, is a big thing and only then you can approach others and only yeah. then you can approach a therapist but you have to take that first step yourself and that first step is uh, becomes your um, you know long travel yeah. ahead which becomes a very positive one but uh, i should definitely say this uh, to your uh, you know podcast audience that uh, you have been a, an amazing uh, student i can say yeah. you know because uh, why a student because whatever and uh, any kinds of suggestions any kind of uh, you know areas where i told you to follow certain things and do something you know in the process where the therapies were going on and i asked you to do some of your swot analysis some some work some mirror work and a number mm. of things the techniques that i told you to do and the tools that i wanted you to use uh you have not hesitated yeah. you have not hesitated because that shows that you want to be uh, good you want to come out of it yeah. you know that also is very important that talks a lot about the difference between the depression and a clinical depression many a times a depressive mentality is where that you yourself know that something is happening to you and you are ready to come out of it and the clinical depression is where you are not aware of what is happening to you but somebody else is saying that this person has these issues and so needs to be taken to a doctor yeah and there so the difference between a therapist being uh, so a person needs to go to a therapist when uh, depression till the level of depression when it goes from that to the clinical depression level it also the person also needs medication yeah and you can have parallel therapies the way you have been having yeah. therapies as well as medication because uh, as a therapist i can't say that you stop a particular uh, medicine no yeah. because it is required because there is a different uh, you know uh, analysis uh, like chemical changes yeah, in my brain chemical changes and there is a completely different uh, thing about it so those are the areas so this is just for uh, you know people to understand where the therapy starts and where you know counseling so over to you anything else you want to Yeah. So uh, I was just like uh, while looking up the statistics, uh, uh, the suicide rates for women and men. Mm. Uh, so men are one point eight times as likely to commit suicide as women. So for every one hundred and eighty men who commit suicide, hundred women commit suicide. So it's mm-hmm. almost like two hundred, two is two hundred. So mm. uh, I think I believe there's a there's a lot of uh, stigma and. Uh, uh this thing around uh, whether like men and their mental health because i mean this also goes into like j- traditional mm-hmm. gender roles and uh, the way men are like brought up like i i was yeah. <laughs> brought up by hearing no boys don't cry exactly and, i was going to say the same thing yeah. that boys don't cry boys don't feel gloomy the, you be a man and you know uh, get charge of your life yeah. and stuff like that uh that is exactly i remember in one of the shows uh, on tv i had seen that uh you know it's okay for a boy when he is you know 3 year old or 4 year old when he falls down or when he's playing and he's hurt it's okay for the child to cry you know it's it's so good but after that uh you know since you are a boy and of course in uh, you know society turns you into a completely different uh, you know as if nothing can happen to a man and nothing can happen to a boy and that's uh, i think a pressure from yeah. the society which uh, i think you have gone through also yeah, yeah but uh, point here is um, girls uh, or women to be very honest have a lot of adjusting uh, capacity 
I mean, as a woman, I will definitely mm-hmm. say that uh, because there are lots of areas where the you know the ingredients that the woman is made of is different. Yeah. Because there's a lot of nurturing, there is a lot of compassion, there is a lot of giving back to the family and the society per se. Somewhere, uh, you know, when a man and woman literally, I mean, uh, it it is it is duty bound kind yeah. of you know. So somewhere God has told that the man he goes out and uh, you know gets money and you know roti kapda makan is what he is responsible yeah. for and what happens inside the house is what the woman is responsible for. So your uh, you know friends, your uh, taking care of the cooking, taking care of this. Uh, so all the all the feminists who are you know listening to me, I think uh, this is not something where I'm categorizing. But the point is that is where we are. It's, it's like that is particularly my yeah, yeah particularly till my generation. I think yeah. your generation will be thinking completely different. Yeah. But till my generation, it was like that, and I think it will take some time for all these shifts to happen. But that's the reason probably the uh, societal tendencies are a little bit less. But then what happens is they are as as much as uh, committed a suicide living as okay. much as other than you know just left this uh, earth yeah. it literally happens because i have so many cases where uh, you know women they are stuck yeah. in a situation because they can't go anywhere they have a family to look after there are responsibilities and uh, they have been ingrained into the woman so much that you know you have to do this you have to do that how come you are not able to do this yeah. you know kind of so all that is there is there is a voice inside a woman always speaking so it can be the mother it can be the uh, elder sister it can be a mother in law anybody they continuously you know or the any any other authority figure that is how it goes on because that's the voice which keeps on keeping uh, keeps the woman going and for the men it becomes a little bit different because they operate out of a more logical um, yeah. brain we can say and uh, they think whether right or wrong and at one point in time the adjusting capacity to a very large extent is a little bit on the lower side than the women if i am yeah no you know <laughs> i can say it's yeah. yeah it's these are opinions but uh, for whatever uh, reason how many ever people have been coming to me so almost 600 plus clients so, i have been so, dealing uh, with so what is the gender wise breakup of your clients what uh, is the trend you have noticed majority of them are women yeah more women uh, adolescent girls boys both i mean uh, i will say that in the young generation like right now in the age group of 20 to 30 there are more boys also it can be equal yeah. uh, equal boys and girls but uh, generally going beyond 30 or beyond 40 i think there are very less men who uh, you know actually come out and say yeah. that you know i need men will come out so it will be like a marriage counseling situation where uh, you know husband and wife come in and husband says okay you know uh, do whatever you needs to be done to my wife you know mm. she is going mad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kind of so so they will come with the wife to say that the wife is going mad yeah so the way they are speaking it generally It's... happens that both of them need a little bit of counseling a little bit of you know looking at each other and dealing with the situation yeah, it's just like patriarchy mm. and uh, yeah but what happens is in that case it is that the person is literally looking on the other side and the wife is looking at on the other side you know they are not the problems can be solved when you are looking in the same direction together yeah otherwise it becomes different perspectives <laughs> totally yeah. uh, as, as a, from the point of view of a therapist or a counselor like whatever many roles you do yeah <laughs> as uh, how many of your like how many in your peer group 
how many of your colleagues are like women and how many of uh, psychiatrists or therapists are women and how many are psychiatrists or men like, what's the general trend? uh percentage i will say on the scale of uh, you know 1 to 10 let's say if i say uh, around 8 are therapist or psychiatrist hardly 2% so if you can say 80% is uh, what they're women yeah more women even even in my colleagues whoever have done uh, hypnotherapy with me past life regression you know or uh, trainers also for that matter i mean surprisingly trainers also there are many women yeah <laughs> women <laughs> trainers and uh, so for me i have you know i have enjoyed the journey also i'm getting on with my uh, in-laws then uh, my friends and then my husband's friends and everybody so i'm a good host i'm a good wife you know so she actually uh, women in india i can definitely say uh, strives to uh, get that recognition yeah uh, from the opposite gender so much that she actually forgets her identity yeah and that's the reason when her identity is something where she starts being aware of she starts understanding that she is not a doormat uh she starts uh, having these uh, up and downs and she has these mental issues if the husband is calling that yeah. but she starts feeling that unrest inside her yeah. and that creates a lot of toxicity within her and naturally she you know gives it out Yeah. So that is where the lady or the girl or whoever comes to me, and uh, you know, so everything goes back to the upbringing. Uh, also, I would say that that uh, from the age of you know, let's say zero to eight, what happens is the upbringing of a child is yeah. very very important because yeah. that phase is where the child sees, hears, and feels whatever uh, people around him or yeah. her are doing, and that is where the association starts. That is where the learning starts. Yeah. and then later on by the time the child the boy is let's say 18 years old or the girl is 13 14 year old and then they have their shifts they have their changes their hormonal changes and all that and then after that what happens is they are actually putting whatever they have learned into practice yeah so that becomes their behavior yeah so <laughs> i think like this is this is an important uh, step in like child psychology Absolutely. and Zero uh, to eight is the age when people, uh, boys and girls, both shouldn't really have gender-specific no. labels attached to the things that they, they like. They shouldn't. And uh, also, like when you brought up the point of men not really expressing their emotions or yeah. they are not comfortable letting people know of like what they're feeling. And uh, I believe like men put up a facade and uh, <laughs> they. Pro- They thanks for like, saying that <laughs> yeah and it's i mean like it's funny because they try to project their image as yeah something and why is that why is that because they have learned from a from a childhood that okay boys don't cry yeah. you have to fit in these gender roles you have to like provide for your family when all of these responsibilities are there on men like they bury their emotions and they wear a mask like oh, okay i'm i'm all good yeah. and on the women side i think that also happens but as you said there's a lot of uh, work that a woman does at home like raising yeah. children and uh, all of this and she's more okay of talking about all of these to her friends correct a guy friend i'll just tell about my example so yeah. a guy friend asking another guy like how's your mental health and yeah it's very rare like i have very rare no really no no it's very rare yeah like male like real bonding doesn't really happen in men uh, yeah. in friends uh, like in friendship between two pet 
people like call call it like toxic masculinity yeah. and patriarchy yeah. and whatever mm-hmm. and like most of these issues can be quickly resolved is uh we break down gender roles right from childhood yeah, because yeah. like it, it even should. my other psychiatrist had told told me that uh, yeah. all like childhood is when the child learns everything and that yeah. is when they inculcate that idea and then like that is they stick with it so yeah. i'll tell you about my own case yeah up till the age of 18 19 i didn't know like what if vulnerability is what emotions are like how do you express them how do you be free yeah i was in that box of oh typical male 18 year old but i learned over time and anyone can do that because there's so much stuff online these days and people are more accepting of others online and also we have people around us tane we really need to keep our ears and eyes open and we really need to use uh what a beautiful uh, organ that we have in our head which is a brain <laughs> because otherwise it becomes uh i mean because that person is doing it i am also doing it but his circumstances are different and my circumstances are different yeah so when you're talking about friends i would like to bring about an um, you know a uh, important fact that uh, it is very important for you to have a good accomplice or an ally wherein if you are going through something there needs to be whether it be a boy or a girl or whatever you know so since i'm talking about you you need another friend a boy who will understand you because of the gender yeah okay that is important yeah. or if it was a girl a girl client a, a lady a woman whatever they need someone who can understand but that is up to a limit yeah you know because what happens is you need to so that they will hold your back you know kind yeah. of they are there you know to support you uh provided they are not being judgmental yeah that is very very important because yeah. what happens is uh, there's slight difference i mean for the audience there is difference between sympathy and empathy that's yeah. why there are two different words uh, what happens with friends and uh, family it becomes a sympathetic uh, complete uh, turmoil up and down oh my god oh you are suffering through this oh my god mera bachcha mera ye mera wo i mean why do you have to go through this you can definitely you know come out of this you are a man you know grow up yeah. you know take your responsibilities and so and so on and this so forth that's the regular that's the regular and toxic yeah. masculinity and for stuff. a girl no 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 you need to understand this what will happen when you are uh, you know you're older and now you'll get married and go into another house i mean how can you carry all these kind of uh, idiotic things in your mind no 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 you shouldn't be doing that you need to be able to overcome that you have the capacity you need to do this all this kind of talk you need someone who can understand you without you explaining in too many words yeah so i i'm just going to cut to like my own personal experience yeah. because it's really hard for me as a man to tell another man that i am like suicidal for example but i can only laugh at this because i'm no longer suicidal and this is not something that is very funny in general no, because that not. was a bad time so please yeah. ignore the laughter yeah no my point is it's very hard for a male to open up to another male True. and once they do that they have a very tight at least in my case it was like once i learned to be vulnerable to men women everyone like oh this is my story then acceptance comes uh, to you like you accept yourself and yes. people start you have like, said it yeah people start to like <laughs> empathize with you yeah because they don't really know what was happening with you but then yeah. you explain to them and then they can make sense of it they can yeah and that is that is the most important thing that they need to 
empathize with you rather than sympathize because yeah. you do not need uh and also another point uh there is a lot of compassion which needs to be there oh yeah definitely you know understanding is not only okay understanding is uh, you go on google and you uh, you know put in a word therapy and you will read everything about it and uh, you'll go to wikipedia or whatever yeah, yeah? uh that is only reading that is uh, you know get, getting all the information but what is understanding because still today uh, therapy is people only understand physiotherapy yeah because that is what is used yeah. more often by yeah. people because that is a physical thing yeah you know when it comes to mental thing the mental word in itself you know carries that taboo yeah so uh, i think uh, the book the arjun gupta i think yeah. instead of saying mental health he re- like reframed it as mental fitness yeah. when you use the Correct. word mental fitness yeah. people are like way more uh, into yeah. it because yeah. oh this is not something about my health i it is like people then associate like physical fitness and mental fitness this is like my brain being the sharpest brain i can correct correct like, it's, a, it's literally like going and sitting on the other side of the table yeah. <laughs> that oh yeah. okay it's fitness yeah. it's not illness yeah. you know yeah but also like there shouldn't be a thing as mental health no. it's just one thing called health yeah. that includes your physical health yeah. uh, your emotional health and your psychological health and like all of the other things i think with. people need to just be aware of all kind of you know what kind of health yeah. you know you have and basically understand what is happening to you at any given point in yeah. time somewhere you are you know there is some kind of unrest somewhere you are getting irritated somewhere you are angry i think the awareness that's why many a times uh, i feel that the students like i'm just shifting from this topic to a school or a college where the children are let's say we are talking about the early ages many a times it happens because i used to be a counselor in a school and i saw these thing that yeah. you are talking about you know and children face such problems and then when i w- i was asking them that you know don't you have your mother can't you say this to your mother yeah. and then they said no my mother is working you know so she's not there you know uh, she doesn't understand you know that kind of stuff but so what happened once was i actually asked uh, the school principal to have a counseling session so like a parenting session for yeah. the uh, during the pta or whatever and uh, so i said i want to talk to the parents because it is one thing about talking to the children it is one thing talking to uh, teachers yeah but it is a completely different uh, shift when uh, you know you have to take uh, your, talk your home to parents the, the child ha- needs to feel at home and he needs to feel safe with parents because there used to be a situation where the teacher was uh, understanding the child very well i used to understand what is happening with the child but where the child is living uh, parents were not able to understand what the problem is they were so typically blame game yeah. goes on like you know they any you know they don't teach well in school they do this they do that but then how much of quality time you know yeah. really really the parents do not understand what quality time is all about it is not about when you have time you give your children the time it is when the children want the time that's yeah. where you make time to yeah. be with them you know that's a big shift uh, but many of the parents unfortunately did not understand i mean to be very honest at one stage in my life i took a very big decision and uh, shifted from my previous business i just closed it down because my daughter was very young and i felt that she needed me at that point in time so i mean i'm talking from my self experience as yeah. well yeah okay so uh, i think like now we can go into the q and a i sure. have posted about questions like i had posted even omkar had posted yeah okay so let's uh, 
go to the first question yeah so how can one be a good ally to a person who is uh, you know undergoing therapy or who is diagnosed with anxiety diagnosed with depression how can a normal person so, be there for them a no i mean a person who is not going through mental illness of any kind uh, the first thing is i would feel that if that person understands what mental illness is all about or understands the friend these are two criterias which are very important yeah that let's say you tane your friend understands you very well so that person knows that you are not going to create a facade unnecessarily there is something really the problem with you yeah. that is the first thing that an ally should be doing the second thing probably many a times uh, if he can accompany you to a therapist yeah. you know because that makes it a very different thing it becomes a support system because you require people at your age yeah yeah particularly your generation i can say <laughs> that does that answer yeah so or you want anything else uh, i mean like you pretty much laid out everything there and i think building empathy is the most important building skill. empathy and also like in you all of humans but because but again i would i would put a you know a disclaimer here if uh, i can say that too much of dependency on an ally is also not good yeah you know because what happens is then you become habituated to having support uh so many a times i what i do is after a client has uh, completed the sessions of therapy and all so let's say the client has taken two months or three months and then after that i keep a gap and then i do a follow up session after almost a month or something mm-hmm. uh for a particular reason is i am there a call away i give the assurance to the person but i uh, maintain that um feeling that i am there but still i'm not there yeah in a way that i don't answer uh, calls many a times i don't uh, i can be on chat i can be on messages and all but what happens is otherwise the person does not have that empowerment inside because after therapy i believe that a person needs to be empowered or the way the therapies are planned and the way the therapies are done on the person the person needs to leave from the therapist all empowered yeah. understanding what is happening grounded and knowing and accepting that challenges are going to come in life yeah. it is not going to happen that oh okay i have worked i've been in a therapy with a therapist yeah. and nothing is going to be a problem with me now i yeah. mean i don't have i, have I will not have any problems that to bring up yeah, yeah. so uh, without that but later on he is capable or she is capable of dealing with any of the situations in an empowered state yeah. that is what is very important yeah. so there is this like <laughs> myth that people who go through mental illness uh, come out very strong on the other side and like it changes you it makes yeah. you a better person and i'm going to say no it doesn't make me a better person <laughs> nobody is going to choose getting mentally ill just in order to come out as stronger because it's oh, a yeah, yeah, horrific yeah. Yeah, i got process. i got and what you're saying yeah it's so much out there in like at least people in my <laughs> generation ki, oh yeah. it's cool to say i'm mentally and then i beat that illness yeah. i'm like correct there's nothing about beating no. that illness yeah. like you have it's a horrific illness and you yeah. should not be looking forward to like recovering from it it does not build character no. it does not give you like better opportunities on the other side yeah. it does not make you a better person no i will uh, i will add something here it is not about being a better person it's about being a, a more aware person more of accepting of what you are and what you have gone through and what would you want to be so basically looking you know kind of future progression yeah looking into the future understanding what you have gone through taking cue from there 
understanding your strengths overcoming your weaknesses so enhancing all your strengths yeah. basically so all of this basically you do the so uh, my philosophy uh, when i do counseling therapy work is evaluate enhance and empower yeah so you know all these things so basically you start evaluating yourself what is going wrong you enhance you know you look at your spot and then you empower yourself yeah. so when you come out the uh, from the let's say from the other end of the tunnel let's say yeah. uh yes you are a better person but you are an empowered person uh so god forbid you don't need to go through therapy but yeah. if you have to acceptance is the main thing yeah. you need to accept that okay this is the problem so acceptance awareness and then the shift yeah. the transformation yeah so the next question is uh, there's a myth that psychiatrists give uh, sleeping pills only and uh, so there's also stigma associated with seeing a therapist or with seeing a so i think we spoke about that yeah. but it's a complete myth that psychiatrists give sleeping pills because i don't know where this image comes from i think people don't really have any understanding of how the mental health system yeah. in india works yeah. not just india across the world across people the world. know how physical health works you go to your to your family doctor and he or she gives you medicines yeah. or whatever and like you go to a hospital you check your blood what whatever illness happens you have a protocol for it yeah but there is literally no protocol steps that uh, the people can take to go to a therapist in the therapist in the first place uh with psychiatrist giving sleeping pills honestly speaking i'm not the right person to say anything on that so no comments on that uh all said and done i have uh, many hypnotherapists who are psychiatrist so um, i don't think that they only give it for the sake of giving it obviously not generally the chemical imbalance yeah which creates that unrest which creates that internal uh, shift which yeah. is which can be sometimes very um, very bad Yeah. in the sense uh, destructive in nature because you are you go into a state where your behavior can be very unpredictable yeah uh, i i think been through that. yeah exactly so uh, that unpredictable behavior needs to be controlled i will use the word control here because it needs to be controlled curtailed and uh, it needs to be uh, first understood what is happening so psychiatrists are the ones who know the chemical imbalances in the brain uh, like much more so the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist is the psychiatrist can give you prescription the psychologist yeah. cannot psychologist will do the testing for yeah. you so and then there is psychotherapy which uh, i operate with so psychology uh, is psychology plus therapy becomes the psychotherapy literally yeah. that becomes a different different kind of modality you know so i use counseling sometimes for people who are not able to go into hypnotherapy yeah. or rather would not want to go so for hypnotherapy i would like to say that it is uh, with the consent of the client so if the client is not ready to go into hypnotherapy i use psychotherapy yeah. because that is uh, literally brainstorming or literally yeah. you know putting the words in the right way yeah. and uh, making the person understand because every person has a brain you know and uh, sometimes they use it sometimes they don't <laughs> but when they use it or if they don't use it i make them yeah. you know use it yeah. uh, much more than what they have so asking questions uh, in a different way uh, you know like right now the way you are asking me questions i ask the client okay what would you do in this is a situation what would you do in such a situation yeah. is you know and then they start thinking oh i had never never thought of that you know yeah. that's that's the response which comes up yeah. so uh, i feel that uh, there is a need uh, to understand so 
I, I would again put it in a different way. Uh, before going to a psychiatrist, uh, long before going to a psychiatrist, if you start becoming aware of what you are doing good, what you are, what is not happening right. So like regular, let's say 30, 35 years of age and you know that this has been going well with me. But at some point in time, midlife crisis or whatever you call it, and then something goes wrong, something does not happen the way it should be happening. You start understanding that, you start accepting, being aware of it. And then you say, no, okay, I need someone. Like that step is very important because yeah. for the longest time, Correct. I myself did not view it that I need help. I was like, oh, okay, this must be college stress and this and like, okay, yeah. I'm in B, I'm in the final year maybe. Yeah. I have uh, stress about the future. I gave all of these uh, reasons to myself, like why I'm feeling like that. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't wasn't the path that I should have taken. Like, I should have been uh, more aware of myself. And again, this ties in back to the point that, oh, boys don't cry, whatever. So like, yeah. I've been hearing it since ages now. And that that is actually what stopped me from seeking treatment for a long time. Earlier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So also... Uh, another question is how do you convince uh, people who are not doing well how do you mm. convince them that they need external help because how do you convince yeah. uh, it's difficult to convince people to be very honest it needs trust so if a client does not walk and come into my um, healing studio it happens that somebody else sees the person not being good yeah. and then suggest yeah. okay then that uh, alliance is required so that person will bring uh, the client actually yeah. so to speak uh, to me and then the rapport building the rapport building is very important making the person understand that it is okay that if you're not feeling well it is okay if you're not able to deal with things as you were earlier yeah. like there are so many like when you're talking about gender here there are many men uh, when they have come as clients to me, they have had issues with their professional self, not personal. Yeah. So that is a different shift yeah. there. So they have the midlife uh, crisis issues like, okay, I have been there, done that kind of, you know, at the age of 35, 40, I've done this, I've done all my responsibility. But now my life goes into a stagnation. Yeah. Like this is what I never wanted to do kind of, but, uh, you know, being in this, uh, like, let's say engineer or a doctor, and then uh, that gives me more money yeah. and uh, I needed all that. So I've been there, done that, but now I need something else. Yeah. I mean, this is too taxing for me kind of. So at the age of 40, they start realizing. So there are men at that age who have come to me from that perspective that, oh, now I'm feeling like, you know, not very satisfied. Why did I do this? So slight depressive mentalities, you know, start coming in. So uh, that feeling of not so good yeah. starts seeping in. Yeah. So I generally tell them that probably this is the best time that you have, you know, realized and come to me. Because otherwise, if it becomes later on, then they again go into that denial yeah. process. That, oh, no, 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 no. What is this? I mean, I'm 40 year old. I mean, I have uh, like, two kids. Like every uh, yeah, guy. Exactly. Like, but like they do come. I mean, there have been some uh, men who have and they have come out of it. and uh, But they have been open. But again, like percentage, like yeah. I told you, it can be 70, it's, 30. All of, all of this is uh, anecdotal, by the way. And uh, yeah, none of this is like absolutely this is anecdotal yeah yeah this is like generalized stuff mm. so whatever because me one person one uh, counselor yeah. therapist sitting here is uh, talking about this so yeah. it doesn't yeah 
yeah any other question tane uh, so since reopening after covid what are the changes you've seen in terms of your clients approaching you is there more workload how is like covid oh, affected yeah. uh, <laughs> your uh, patients or that like, is what kind of uh, yeah. illness like they what kind of problem they present to you like mm-hmm. how has basically how has covid affected people's mental health at large and especially through your uh, point of view it is something like i say uh, like we used to say a, uh, ad and bc so this is like post covid so yeah. i think <laughs> so it is going to be pc i feel so uh, so in post covid or during rather we can yeah. say it's still there yeah. yeah the lockdown has been just uh, lifted but the major areas are fear people are absolutely scared of uh, the virus which is yeah. a microorganism and uh, you know it is so funny that such a small uh, thing which you can't even see with your bare eyes yeah. has uh, really brought us on our knees and has created all this havoc in our lives but i think nature is it's nature's way of giving us a lesson and we need to learn it yeah. well this time so that it doesn't reappear any yeah. other time in the future um so having said that the fear uh, fear is gripping fear it's, of, it's fear crazy of what fear of getting the disease? fear of getting the virus yeah fear of getting corona now when we talk about negativity and when there have been so many messages saying that you need to be positive you need to yeah. be positive otherwise you will attract uh, you know virus you can't, you can't force positivity yeah so the point is understanding that you need to be uh, the immunity quotient you know the immunity needs to be very high so mental illness here has played a big role uh, of nervousness uh, then uh, depressive mentalities these are the major factors which shouldn't be you know or should be avoided in the covid uh, times because people need to encourage each other to just take the steps uh, wear the mask use your sanitizer you know do yeah. whatever are the conditions which the government has told us to do because they have done a lot of research in this yeah. so i think that is even if we do that much you know the fear i mean it it's something which can be avoided yeah. but the cases that have come to me are typically from um, the drastic things where the jobs yeah. you know people have jobs. lost jobs yeah. people yeah. have uh, you know the, the the recession time some years ago was a different story this time the recession is uh, you know completely because of covid and uh, people have been really sacked yeah and okay. some of them are working from home uh i have had clients who i've done online uh, counseling and therapy with uh they are literally literally looking out for 2021 like you know anything yeah. because uh, many of them would not have good facilities back at home yeah. you know so online work also is not a very good thing for them because their families there are huge families you know they have many family members in the house they have small places yeah. they do not have a separate room where you know they can sit and have uh, they they can work so you know that can also be very frustrating yeah because their family members do not understand what kind of work so typically any kind of uh, bpo kpos or you know all uh, you know it firms uh, all these people who have been who are working from home right now have all these issues the second uh, area is where very very depressive mentalities very depression uh, i mean a lot of depression which people are facing that oh my god 
so that means i can't travel the first thing is oh my god i can't travel oh my god this is very difficult i can't go out and dine oh my god i can't meet my friends yeah. you know so this has created so this has become a social uh, phobia kind of a thing wherein you know i can't do this and i am stuck with myself yeah. or stuck with my family sometimes some people are very happy that they are with their families but some people are literally not enjoying yeah. the fact that they are with their family because that bonding is not there yeah or they don't like being at home so that has created so i have many i have many cases where there are uh, divorce cases yeah. uh, you know which have suddenly come up that i don't want to live with i mean 3 months 5 uh, months 6 months i have been with this man and i don't want to live with him yeah. so uh, those kind of marriage issues have come up uh, husband and wife uh, sorry um uh, wife and uh, children issues yeah. have come up then uh, daughter in law and uh, you know like, mother in law yeah. issues yeah. all of these have come up because too much of being Ev- with each yeah. other you know everyone's at home all the everyone time everyone is at home and nobody gets their own space yeah. and you have to so i call this as facing your fears yeah so you have to face your fears you know you don't get along with people you have to face them you can't just walk out of the house and go to the office yeah that's how it is so, so that's why it has uh, aggravated a lot family members of people who have covid or yeah. uh, who are like hospitalized for that yeah. matter like their mental health must also we have must also have gone to yes. like shit because yes because it's very scary because they are witnessing it first and the a per- yeah. person they know yeah. might be a child might be an whoever uncle yeah. you don't really know how bad this yes. uh, uh, pandemic Correct. is Correct. till you've seen someone going through it yeah. because that is bound to that have, realization yeah. is not there because people just feel that it is like you know it's just covid and uh, okay you need to you know go to the hospital be there for 7 days or 14 days or whatever you know uh, quarantine and all but what happens i think the major fear is for the person for the patient yeah. you know who has covid is about being abandoned kept away from yeah. the family that yeah. is more scary yeah otherwise we we have gone through swine flu we have uh, you know we know dengue as well we have normal flu also yeah. we have had but that is the time when you are not quarantined yeah you know so being away from the family and not being able to you know meet people talk to people i mean on phone it's fine yeah but you know uh, that uh, isolation yeah somewhere i feel that isolation is something like you are put in a jail Yeah. yeah you know that is very scary i think uh, if that can be uh, you know changed in uh, the future i think uh, the vaccine is going to come up soon and then Let's i think it so. will be, yeah yeah and then i think it will be uh, much more better yeah. because then you at least know uh, what you can have you know at least the medicines are yeah. available so my next question is i'm just like quoting how to tell if i'm ignorant to my mental health or if i'm just mentally strong stop quote Okay, so I like I have I haven't really understood the question either, but I think can you repeat? Per, can you repeat says, it? Uh, yeah. How to tell if I'm ignorant to my own mental health, mm-hmm. or if I'm just mentally strong? I so if you're mentally sure. strong, uh, you will not need to even think about it. The thought yeah. doesn't come in that am I uh, you know do I have mental problems? That thought itself will not come. Yeah. if you are able to deal with your challenges in life the way they are coming let's say uh, different milestones in life okay so let's say after uh, after graduation let's say you have a good job and you know stuff like that and all of that is happening very well after uh, 
let's say two years or three years in one job you want to shift you want to change the job and that's the time when you start feeling that oh my god will i get a job oh my god am i capable of you know uh, getting an appointment in this uh, particular uh, firm or not will i get the job blah 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 whatever uh, thoughts you're coming up you need to understand why are these thoughts coming up you need to understand that after graduation was the more scary part yeah. that that time you did not feel scared that time you were very motivated to go in for your first job so two years three years down the line what has happened you know what has what is it that has gone down is it your motivation is it the confidence in yourself about what you can do has that gone down yeah. or is it about you have you know like uh, like we say atidal ka bhav samajh mein aa gaya you know kind of stuff so yeah. do you have you really understood the practicalities of it so this is something i mean this is a quick example which i thought about yeah. that here you need to understand oh why am i feeling so nervous about it so you just need to like take a step back and look at absolutely. things objectively absolutely and it's the skill that i've learned after a long long time it's that yeah. whenever you have you feel anxious whenever you are not sure what is happening correct you should be able to take a step back and look yes. at the situation as a third person and correct. look at it objectively look at it from a third person perspective like an onlooker yeah. and uh, you know as if a bird's eye view yeah yeah and when you are doing that the first thing take a step back and just stop take that moment take that pause because that pause is important you don't have to jump into a puddle mm. you know again and then say are yaar you know i should have thought about it yeah. i shouldn't have jumped yeah <laughs> so before jumping pause give yourself that time that patience is very important yeah. and you deserve all of that yeah. every person deserves that pause every person deserves to sit back introspect there are various ways in which you can do that you do your you know going to meditation also, think, think about it write it down discuss it with someone whom you trust you know also uh, oh, like i feel there's this thing that when all of these thoughts come into into your mind you don't really know like what's happening to you you just know that no. oh this yeah. is something different and whatever but this is what i've not experienced yeah and Correct. you don't label it as a like i need help or whatever the worst thing you can do is live in denial yes and that is what creates a you know kind of a lot of ripple effects when you start being in denial because that denial is not only about not acknowledging what is happening to you it is also not acknowledging how does it impact your near and dear ones also it's not your fault that you're mentally ill like i i was no it's that, about like, it's not even about the mental illness at that point yeah. in time you know it it's a big word yeah. it's not even that it's just about not be feeling good enough yeah just not feeling good enough you say that okay and every person knows that it is just you need to touch base on that part of you inside you saying that am i feeling good am i happy and if if the answer is no uh, you can't put the blame on yourself because i did that in the beginning like yeah. okay i'm not feeling well what is wrong with me like i yeah. must be the yeah. source of the problem i must be the cause of the problem but mental illness can come anywhere any time and it can arrive when there is no triggers yeah and you are not really responsible for your mental illness it is just like another physical health issue let's say like yes. you had heart operation so you are not liable to it and in the olden days was this there of course it was there but it was always 
you know shoved under the carpet yeah. literally yeah. and that's why we had so many people suffering from this suffering from that and we never knew why what made them uh, you know uh, literally lose their lives yeah. in all of this but today uh, with the technology with the you know next gen uh, we are more aware yeah and we are more aware of it because also we are using a lot of technology yeah and which is produced by humans but still it is uh, overriding the humans yeah so uh, about like technology i have a thing to talk about yeah it's like the way we use social media correct now on instagram literally each and every person is posting uh, their happy stuff their like mm. perfect picture perfect moments they're taking a yeah. vacation they are like yeah are going out to eat or whatever correct nobody tell nobody talks about the sad stuff or even the mundane stuff correct and what happens is on instagram if you just follow people for a long time or mm-hmm. the app is designed such that it introduces envy because they're envious of the envious of the person who is uh, who's absolutely fine yeah <laughs> and uh, we need to like say look back and say like no no this is a curated version of people uh, but then i i would say what happens here is there are many people who are not very open yet so it is also not about opening up uh, to everyone in the social media typically uh, but opening up to the right person i would say yeah. that uh because uh i understand social media uh, as much as i can uh, for yeah. my work purpose <laughs> i don't go into so much of social hashtag, media as you all do hashtag okay boomer yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh what i feel is there are many people who do not like their stories coming out in the open they don't like to talk about their personal stuff yeah of course like that's up to you how much you want to discuss yeah so yeah. what i'm that's saying is it is uh when you're bringing it out in the open like again coming back to the awareness so once people are aware and they are more empathetic and compassionate towards what is happening to the person till that time i think those kind of people those category of people who do not want their personal life to come up in the open will be still there yeah because they will not find that compassion or people who can listen to them without any judgment this is like so meta because we are essentially talking about myself yeah so it that is how it comes out and uh those people who are open they actually are in that frame that okay whatever people say let them say but i am going to be coming out in it, the open it took me a long time to reach this stage by the way like this is probably yeah. this Obviously, is the first time i am yeah. like openly openly and, yeah. yeah and that is that is such huge thing for me because uh, for the last 3 uh, months that we have been together i i have seen a lot of shift in you and every single time when you used to you know kind of have that phase and yeah. uh, you have openly said that yes i want to come out of this and uh, i mean i'm i'm so happy for you thank you yeah so the last question is yeah. uh, do you have any resources like mental like books on mental health or like videos or like like articles or whatever like mm-hmm. uh, what are the basics that people should know like how should people educate themselves educate. about all of this okay uh now i'm going to uh, this is especially that. for people who are allies who need to understand how yeah. to talk to the person like what kind of tools and okay. uh, resources mm-hmm. they can access uh on youtube there are lots of them to be very honest i can't uh, pin any one of them as such but uh you can listen to louise hay because i started my journey oh, yeah. with Hi. her 
I started literally by journey with her because she is she's amazing. I mean, she's there on that other realm now. She passed away last yeah. year, I think. She was ninety, but she's too good. Okay, yeah. and then uh, there are many other people who have been uh, talking about mental illness, and uh, you literally can go on and read and listen to people, and of course, listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We might come up with more, yeah. uh, but listen to realistic stories. You know, listen to people who have gone through it, who have the guts and the daring to come out into the open, because otherwise, there are people who can have facade. They can, yeah. you know. Uh, it's like okay somebody else has gone through it so i am writing a book on that person yeah you know so it becomes a second person yeah. experience so yeah. that kind of a second hand experience doesn't tell you what actually the person has gone through yeah so there are many friends uh, my colleagues who have been telling me that you have so much of experience of the last 12 years and you know all of that uh, so you need to write a book so i don't know i yeah. might i might really because i really have so many clients yeah. and different experiences but yeah there are i can't think about any uh, particular books as such so uh, from books i can recommend louise yeah. hayes uh, you louise can hayes. heal your life she has a series of them yeah. she has many so you can there is uh, body uh, how can you heal your life then there is uh, uh, related to body work there is related to uh, you can uh, what makes you stop or something you know so yeah. there are there are you can just look up louise hay there are many books which and, she has uh, one more book that i have read and i would like to recommend is uh, reasons to stay alive by an author called matt hay Okay, H A I G, mm -hmm. and uh, so he especially talks about depression hit him at age forty. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. At first, he was like, "Oh, it's my fault that I got this illness," mm -hmm. and he was beating himself down. I have also been there. Yeah. That you expect so much out of you, and when you can't even perform daily tasks, yeah, your brain criticizes itself. It you enter into a negative feedback loop. Like I can't even uh, take a bath. I can't even like. make food uh, without having an anxiety attack or without having a panic attack so when you are at that stage you blame yourself mm -hmm. so he has illustrated that quite well in his book and then also like how he came out of it so reasons to stay alive by matt hake then there's also death is not the answer mm -hmm. by an uh, indian author whose name i forget okay and uh, louise hay and uh, if you if you are interested into uh, more of this then Uh, there's a book on trauma called uh, the body keeps the score mm -hmm. which is something i'm currently reading it's, it's oh, okay. like really nice yeah. so far mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that's that i can't think of any oh and the, the the book by arjun gupta called Shh, yeah, don't talk about that, yeah. mental health yes so the positive the, the other side of the books uh, i can uh, share is uh, like ronda brands you know secret and uh, you know so you can uh, go into those as well so law of attraction basically so magic hmm. and uh, all those books also ask and it is given uh, so these are different books uh, which really take you on a different positive uh, trail so those those are the ones which i can definitely say yeah, so i think like we have rambled about for uh, i don't know how long this is i don't know yeah so i think it's been it, a like, long long time now yeah i uh, think people have got the message people, people have must have been yeah. bored by now. i don't know who's listening till now. no that's okay <laughs> so yeah, okay. yeah. thanks for being your any last words uh last words i want to thank you 
बिकॉज इट्स बीन वंडरफुल टू बी हर ऑन द पॉडकास्ट एंड इट वॉज एन अमेजिंग आइडिया टू बी वेरी ऑनेस्ट आई वुड लाइक टू यू नो सेंड अ ग्रेटफुल फॉर दैट बिकॉज दिस इज अगेन अ मीडियम वेयर यू नो वी कैन क्रिएट दैट अवेयरनेस सो आई वॉज हैप्पी एक्चुअली टू बी पार्ट ऑफ दिस एंड यू कमिंग आउट विथ योर स्टोरी एंड एक्चुअली एडमिटिंग इन फ्रंट ऑफ एवरी वन you know it's a big thing tane and i uh, wish you all the best and uh, your future is going to be very bright because uh, you have seen the worst yeah now you have ready to you are ready to see the best okay thank you thank you so much thanks yeah